So happy feast day, the feast of St. Michael the Archangel. And St. Michael is a great saint. He obviously is the patron saint of our parish, so hopefully we have a high opinion of him. And Michael was the great defender of the kingdom of heaven, the prince of the armies of angels, their leader, their commander in battle. And in the second reading that we just heard, we hear St. Michael kicking butt. Quite literally, right? He is defending the church. He is defending Christ and the friends of Christ. But from where does Michael get his power? Where does St. Michael get his ability to destroy the enemy of souls? How does he have the strength to be able to cast Satan and all of his minions back into the fiery pits of hell where they belong? Is there like some angel gym that like Michael trained at twice a day for like all of eternity and that's how he was able to kick Satan's butt? No. Did Michael like attend some class in exorcism and that's how he is able to defeat Satan? No. Brothers and sisters, we would do well to acknowledge what the name of our patron saint means. Michael, in Hebrew, Mikael, one who is like God. Michael's greatness and his power comes not from his own strength and his own self-reliance. Michael's strength comes from the blood of the Lamb who defeated Satan. And so, brothers and sisters, this is a beautiful opportunity on this feast of our patron saint for us to kind of take a page out of the playbook of St. Michael and for us to entertain what his name means and whether or not that holds much power and truth and resonance in our life. Because to be honest with you, every human being and every angel, all created things that have the ability to choose something in freedom, every human and every angel makes a choice about what to worship with their lives. And I know that this isn't probably confusing or earth-shattering news for us in 2022. If we look around, we can see lots of different things and people and movements being worshipped in 2022 in the United States of America. What is it that you worship? We hear, you know, the priorities of our parish, worship, proclaim, serve. We have those stamped all over the place, even on the, on the title, the top of our bulletin. Worship, proclaim, serve. Proclamation and service flow from worship. And so Jesus calls us to attention today, and he invites us to call to mind, what is it that I worship? What is it that I give my time, my money, my energy, the loyalty of my mind and the service of my heart? What is it that I worship with my life? We see NFL teams worshiped in our culture today. We see political parties worshiped in our culture today. We see certain movements or politicians, personalities worshiped in our culture today. Michael is great and Michael is powerful because he made the choice to worship with all that he had and all that he is. The eternal God who we hear in every Mass is living and true. What is it that you worship? You know, perhaps the greatest compliment that we hear in the, in the Gospels given by Jesus at any point is the compliment that he just gave to Nathaniel, otherwise known as St. Bartholomew, in our Gospel today. And what was that compliment? Jesus draws near to Nathanael and he says, This is a true son of Israel. There is no duplicity in him. Brothers and sisters, it can be very easy for us in 2022 to kind of pay lip service to the gospel with our life. And actually, if we're going to be honest, we choose to worship things other 
than the eternal God who is living and true. And so we pray for the grace in a special way in this Mass to serve our God in right worship, giving him the priority of our minds, our hearts, our time, our money, our energy, that we make worshiping him the essence of who we are and what we are about, that we might bear the name of Michael in our own lives and become people who are like God. But in order for us to worship the true God, we have to remember who the true God is. And so I want to give you four simple characteristics of God. There's a lot more, but I want to give you four that can hopefully help us prioritize our worship, proclamation, and service of who this God is that Michael chose to worship with his very existence. Oftentimes, you know, in our culture today, we kind of hear this, there is no I in team. And I want to give you permission to acknowledge that the same is true with God. There is no I in God. Because God is not one individual person. God is a communion of persons. Another way that we could say this is that God is a family. The God that you know and the God that you worship. Do you worship him as family? Father, Son, and Spirit. Because brothers and sisters, salvation is not an individual sport. And God did not set it up this way. Our God, who is a family, who is a communion, desires to save his people in a communion through a family. And so 2,000 years ago, the eternal Son of God came to us and he started a communion. He started a family through which the gift of salvation is offered to every member of the human race. And it can be very easy for us to look at that family, the church, And for us to kind of pick and choose, these are the teachings of the church that I like and I agree with, and so they will apply to my life. But these other teachings, I don't think the church knows what she's talking about, and so I'm going to just push those to the side and ignore them. Brothers and sisters, to offer worship to the true and living God is to acknowledge that this God is a family and that he desires to save us as a family. There is no individualizing our faith. We acknowledge and we strive to live in the fullest communion possible with the family of God that he has instituted in this time and in this place. And so to worship God in spirit and in truth is to strive to live in communion with him and with our brothers and sisters in his family, the church. God is not just family because the essence of family leads us somewhere. I don't know if you know the acronym for family, F-A-M-I-L-Y. Forget about me, I love you. Our God is the epitome of unselfish, self-sacrificing love. And we live in a moment in history that continues to sell the children of God this narrative that you can worship God by living a life of self-worship rather than self-gift. We become what we worship, brothers and sisters. And if we choose to worship ourselves, God will let us have ourselves. And the word for that, at least for me, if God lets me have all of Father Luke at the end of time, the word that I would associate with that is not heaven, it would be hell. If it was just me, myself, and I for all of eternity. God lets us have what we worship, and he invites us to worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a family, and the essence of family is unselfish love. And so God is family. God is unselfish love. God also is not something that is true. God is truth itself. What exactly does that mean? Okay, I didn't create myself. 
I'm not the cause of my own existence. I have a birthday. And believe it or not, it's fast approaching. Get ready. Reality pre-exists me. You know, I was born, I entered in, onto the scene in October of 1989. But in September of 1989, in September of 1988, in September of 1987, reality existed. Reality pre-exists any one individual human person. And so to acknowledge this is to acknowledge that I am not the source of the reality that I live. And I do not have the authority to govern reality with my own thinking and feeling. And so the mindset that says, this is true for me, and that's true for me, and I feel like this is true for me, therefore it's my reality, brothers and sisters, is intellectually dishonest. And when we choose to worship God, to seek him in spirit and in truth, we come to acknowledge that it is he, not any human person, who gives existence to all things. It is he who is the author of reality. And so the God that we worship every time that we come to Mass is, is not something that is truth. He is truth itself. He is the one who gives existence, who gives order to all things. That God desires to give proper order to each and every person's life. And so to worship God is to acknowledge that he is family. It's to acknowledge that he is unselfish love. It's to acknowledge that he is truth. That truth is not some concept to be manipulated and controlled so that I can have what I want out of my life. To live an authentic human life is to seek truth and when it is found to worship him. Because truth is not some abstract concept, pie-in-the-sky thing. Truth is a person who comes to meet us at every Mass. And finally, brothers and sisters, our God, who is family, who is love, who is truth, he is also beauty. Our God is not something that is beautiful. Our God is the author of beauty. He is beauty itself. And it can be so easy for us in 2022, myself included, to just spend hour after hour after hour scrolling through life. Brothers and sisters, I think our God invites us to stop scrolling and to start living. Because he desires to awaken us to the beauty of the created world that he has made for us. He desires to awaken us to the amazing power and reality of his love. And perhaps the highest and greatest way that he desires to awaken us to he who is beauty is what he does in every Mass. And so I invite you to be brave and honest, but to just consider, what is your disposition often when you come to Mass? Michael is great, and he has become like God because he chooses to worship the God of truth, of goodness, of beauty, of family, of unselfish love. That is the eternal God who is living and true. What is my disposition when I come to Mass? Is it, gee, I hope this is a short homily today, and dang it, we have Father Luke. Is my disposition when I come to Mass, you know what, the Chiefs play really soon, and so could we wrap this up and land the plane? And as I am receiving the living God, I am already kind of like discerning my exit strategy from the parking lot. Am I deciding where I'm going out for dinner during the midst of a homily? Brothers and sisters, we want to acknowledge the incredible, unfathomable love of our God that St. Michael reflects by his own name. Mikael, one who is like God. What you and I are about to receive in this Mass is something that St. Michael has worshipped for all of eternity. And he has never received him, body, blood, soul, and divinity. Because Michael is an angel. 
And our God, who Michael has worshipped for all of eternity, is the God who desires to live his life in friendship with you. Not just pie-in-the-sky friendship, but to actually live in deep, authentic communion by becoming one with each of us. And so we pray for the grace in this Mass through the intercession of St. Michael to recognize where in our life we tend to serve Jesus in a spirit of duplicity. Where it is in our life that we tend to offer him some worship, but not true and authentic worship with the very gift of our minds and our hearts. We pray for the grace in this Mass to worship well the God who is family, the God who is unselfish love, the God who is truth, and the God who is beauty. When we do these things well, we grow in our understanding and love of God. But we grow not just in our understanding and our love for him, we grow in one with him. And so when we offer our God right worship, we become, like St. Michael, one who is like God.